to broken but glorious. Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulkster, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward. Hello and welcome to Broken Glorious, I'm Chris Laffman, I'm delighted to be joined online by the Garden Light, Azai Quinn, how are you doing this evening, Azai? Uh, very well, thank you, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, yeah, as I said, I'm, it's hot, I know, I know, it's, I know further north in England it's cold today, but it's been warm here, it's muggy, it's been, not hot. It's been muggy, yeah, yeah, but it's still been raining, um, so it's a bit, I don't know, confusing. Yeah, it was pouring down this morning and then it's just, it's been cloudy and muggy the rest of the day. We had, a, we had a fun day today. I'm having a great day. So, um, so you're here to promote a couple of um, Future Shock shows and a Grand Pro Wrestling show. But before that, I just wanted to, thought we'll get to know you a bit better. So, how long have you been a wrestling fan? Wrestling fan? Oh, um, this gives you age away, guess, usually. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't. I can't even think. I mean, when when I remember my first kind of um, experience watching wrestling was um, mm. probably Raw Rumble. I think it was '99, '98. Yeah. I, had the, I had the VHS of it. And for you young kids that don't know what a VHS <laughs> is, just, just Google it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think as well, uh, Channel 5 at WCW at some point. Yes, I heard. Um, so, like, that was my introduction to it. And I used to go around to my mates to watch uh, WUF, as it was known back in the days. Because uh, he had Sky, and I didn't, I didn't have Sky. But yeah, and I've kind of watched, well, watched it on and off since I kind of didn't watch any wrestling for a good while during my kind of later high school years and college. Yeah, same but, here. Uh, I'm 32 now. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm 31. <laughs> Wishing my life away. Um, but yeah, I mean, the majority of that has been focused around kind of watching wrestling and yeah, getting involved in wrestling, I guess, for the last sort of six years anyway. Yeah, so who were some of your favourite wrestlers growing up? Um, favourite wrestler was Sting. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, just because of uh, the kind of presence he had. Um, you know, he, he was just unlike anything else at the time. We talk, we talk um, about Crow Sting and not Surf Crow Sting, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was Crow Sting, yeah. Um, and I think as I got older, I kind of grew to kind of appreciate him more when he was the um, kind of like sort of surfer style Sting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I used to really like Bret Hart. Um, I mean that's kind of uh, kind of more recently I guess than than when I used to watch it sort of during its time. Uh, who else? Gosh, um... yeah, that's kind of similar to me. I've gone back and appreciated a lot more the technical yeah. wrestlers as I've got older. That's when we I used younger. to love X Pac. <laughs> I used to really. I don't know why I used to get teased for liking X Pac because yeah. obviously it wasn't like he wasn't either Shawn Michaels or Triple H. No. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I used to really like him. And the X Factor's just a dead cool. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say cool faction. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alright, so what prompted you to don the tights to get into the ring? Um, so, what I was, so it was like, what year was that? 2013. Um, I kind of made a New Year's resolution to try something new. Oh, right. Um, because I was just kind of like bored with just, you know, going to work and not really having any kind of hobbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than kind of going out drinking, I yeah. guess. Not that I used to do that a lot, but 
the old uni days. But when I finished uni, I kind of thought, uh, yeah, I wanted to try something different. So then I got into got into training at um, Grand Pro Wrestling uh, back when they were in Openshaw in Manchester. Yeah. Um, yeah, and since then, I've been kind of training with them um, and Pinfall, who were formerly known as WrestlePro. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah but... Since since then, really, it took a little bit of a break in the first kind of year, eighteen months of starting, um, and then kind of missed it too much. So kind of got back into it then. So how long was it between starting your training to you having your first match? So mine was like mine was about three years. Wow. That's including the break that I had. Um, I think uh, I did start so. with a bit of an angle. Uh, and I was refing uh, for a while for GPW. All right, okay. Um, yeah, I was refing whilst I was kind of learning my craft a little bit. Um, and then I kind of, Johnny Brannigan um, owns GPW, kind of wanted to put me in a bit of a storyline because I felt like that's where my character would be strongest. Um, and kind of, uh, I had a cu- couple of appearances before I actually had a match. Yeah. Um, so it was probably, yeah, it, it was close to three years before my first match. So I think what the major 28-29? Sorry? Would have been major about 28-29, you stars. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, yeah, because I remember my first match was just before I got married when I was 29. Wow. Yeah, so um, at that time, though, I think it was a little bit different. It, it, the scene then wasn't as... Um, I don't want to say saturated because that sounds like a bad word, but it's there's a lot around, especially yes. in the northwest, and I don't think there was that much back then. You know, you didn't have the like. I mean, you did have Future Shock, you didn't have WrestlePro um, yeah. as it is known today. Uh, you know, you've got This Is Wrestling. Um, <laughs> you've even got like Mr. Castle. That's just within like uh, you know what twenty. 20 miles of each other. Oh, there's loads and Liverpool yeah, and some not, Cup on the World. And... Yeah, and I kind of didn't, um, wasn't exposed to that at first. No. Um, yeah, but then since then, since that debut, I kind of went out of my way to kind of try uh, different places to train and kind of stuck with um, WrestlePro. I keep saying WrestlePro, it'll always be WrestlePro next <laughs> to me, but it's pinfall on that. Um, they st- do they still what? have a, these, these still have oh. uh, Facebook shows are they still doing? I've seen it for a while. The um, what the, at the minute? No, they're not no. doing the, the Facebook Fiori's. Um, they're currently doing. Some, they've got a little bit of a loose kind of uh, agreement with Gulliver's World. Oh, that's um, okay. To kind of run shows there, yeah. So they're kind of just. Um, it's like in its pilot stages at the minute. Oh, that sounds um, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is really cool. Um, but they're still doing the odd shows at the um, the soccer. They keep changing its name, Gymnastics Centre, I think it's called now. All right, okay. It used to be Salford Lifestyle Centre before it. Um, they recently had a, a show, Summer Smash, I think it was, with Nick Aldis. Yes, um, so against Crater. That was right, yeah, yeah for yeah. the NWA title, which uh, I was pretty gutted that I wasn't there. That was on holiday. But, yeah. Um, sounded like it was a good show. Yeah, I heard that was a good show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, was, so was Sting and Bret Hart who you wanted to style your... Like mold your wrestling um, style around when you started training. I think Sting certainly, because I think um, I kind of felt strongest being a character. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that like that's not a, no disrespect to kind of Bret Hart, but Sting's Sting was more of a character, and Bret Hart was kind of your wrestler's wrestler. That's definitely. Uh, in my head, anyway. 
Um, he seemed to get a character and then he left him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the last six months. When he was being, like, he was heel in America, but oh, super yeah. face in Canada. My favourite part was Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sting kind of, I did, did take a lot from him. Um, and, yeah, just kind of taking bits and bobs from, from everyone, really. Uh, I'm not, I don't kind of class myself as um, a high flyer um, or, like, a sort of mat technician. So I kind of go down the um, a bit like a brawler route mm-hmm. uh, in a way. Um, I just think that's where you know I think maybe things would be different if I wasn't so character focused. Yeah, uh, definitely. Maybe I'd kind of take more of a, a sort of shine to you know mat wrestling or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's just kind of the direction I've gone in. Is where I feel most comfortable. Cool. So what came first, your first match or the Isaiah character? Uh, Isaiah character came first. Alright, cool. So, so ta- uh, yeah, so take us how you came up with the character then. Yeah. Before we get so, into the first match. So, really, as much as I would like to kind of say that it was all my idea, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, Johnny Brannigan came the idea of um, kind of like a conspiracy theorist. Alright, oh, okay. Um, as a character. And then I kind of came up with the name Isaiah Quinn. Just, you know, moulded it a little bit into a conspiracy theorist slash cult leader. Yeah. Um, so I was working on that a lot before I debuted, and that's when I, you know, I debuted with, um, you know, this this character be behind me. So did you study the likes of like Charles Manson and Jim Jones? Jim Jones, yeah. Jim Jones for me was like, uh, even though like there's not, it's not as easy to find things on Jim Jones as it is Charles Manson. Yeah. No. Um, I kind of felt like that was the. I took a bit of a, a bit of a bit of Charles Manson, a bit of Jim Jim Jones. Um, and kind of mesh them together and kind of put my own spin on it without being as well because obviously their their topics are quite would be very difficult to come across on a PG show. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's kind of sort of tailored to to make it still uh, effective as a heel um, without being as brutally gory. No, I'm sure you're not gonna. <laughs> I'm sure you're not going to order all your followers to kill themselves. And so. Well, but you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. But um, so so what is it about religious characters um, that lends it so well to being great heels? Well, that's a good question. Um, I try not to use the religion aspect mm. in my character because I think um, I think it's quite a sensitive topic, and I don't want to start being putting myself in a position where. Is this potential to offend no. uh, religions and beliefs, you know, <clears> each to their own. I think, and that's, I think, a reason why they lend themselves to heel characters, because I think people are very, um, people stick by their religions, uh, and depending on how devout you are, I guess, um, you could be so devout that you believe that uh, yours is the right religion, mm-hmm. and every other religion is wrong, and that might be why there's animosity. There between religions, or it might just be, and then there might be animosity for those who don't believe in anything, who dislike that people follow a religion. So I think there's, there's a, you know, there's a lot of kind of um, what's the word, uh, different viewpoints that maybe uh, people either don't appreciate yeah. or don't understand. I, 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 I was racking my brain. I really can't think of a face religious character apart from like like Shawn Michaels and Jake the Snake. Came back as born again Chris. That wasn't their character that they were going to No, no, yeah. Themselves. I think you've got to. Um, I, I, you know, I, I always see the kind of face side of a religious character being very kind of um, in your face, 
um, almost kind of preaching. Yeah. In a in a more in a more positive way, but then I think there's there's still the danger just not taking to it and disliking that. Yeah, definitely. So you, you kind of mentioned your followers before, so tell us about some of your followers and your factions that are around. Sure, yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, GPW, I am, um, I mean, what is a cult without followers? Yeah. So I was... Uh, so that's what that I is. That's why it's worst thing was he followers and never got any more followers. And if he got a follower, they last followed him. For I know, yeah. Um, I've got, uh, at the moment, at GPW, I've got Jacob North. Uh I don't know if you've seen him, uh, Jake North. I've heard he, good things about him, and I really want to say. Yeah, he's young. He's getting out there more now. He's been do. He's been training a while, and he's finally kind of found his niche. And he's got probably the most devastating. Well, the most devastating niche. It's like a um, elevated sort of cradle DDT thing that's just sickening. Um, glad he's on my side. Uh, yeah. And I've got to face him. So, <laughs> got. Yeah, Jacob North, and then you've got Nick Maguire, who um, has been training for quite a while, and he's, you know, he's so underutilized, but he's such a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like his finish is like disgusting. We've all seen, we all seem to have kind of um, what's the word? Uh, modified DDTs, um, and his is like a front face lock, uh, front face DDT thing, and it's again, it looks brutal. So that's always handy to have. Um, you know, two of the followers who have devastating finishes mm-hmm. uh, in GPW. So that's the House of Isaiah. Um, in Pinfall, we've got uh, Nick Maguire again um, and uh, Alex Boylan. Um, and Alex Boylan's kind of his own in uh, Future Shock at the minute. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's tagging with uh, Rizman Khan, uh, but he's with me in Fall. Um, and as well, I think I guess I've got to give a shout out to uh, Nate Travis because Nate Travis was um, so that's Don Travis's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate Travis was the kind of the first member of my cult in GPW before oh, Nate kind okay. of retired, um, and there was a bit of a story angle arc there with him. So, like I said at the beginning, the first few shows at GPW didn't actually have a match; had angles. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the angles was with Nate Travis. Um, until I eventually kind of turned in uh, and he joined me. So, bit of, bit of a, a shout out there to Nate Travis, not forgotten you, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then at the minute, um, Future Shock. Uh, just I don't know if you've been attending or watched any Future Shock shows. Uh, got kind of a bit of um, a thing going on with Kevin Lloyd, oh. uh, trying to get, get him to kind of understand that he's played second field John McGregor. Uh, for so long, yeah. when he was attacking with as the sexy gents, uh, and that he needs to understand that you know he's been left behind uh, and not been given the opportunities that maybe John McGregor has. So there's a bit of storyline developing oh, that there. That sounds interesting. Um, and there's a match already announced: the Future Shock Show, um, the 15th anniversary, which is the 17th of August. Yeah, 17th of August. So that's it's been announced that Kevin Lloyd is facing John McGregor and there's a nice little picture of me behind Kevin uh, uh, so make of that what you will It'll be the sexy gents implode alright <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so um, take us back to your first match um, what do you remember about that in hindsight do you enjoy it was it any good what was your opinion on it uh, yeah. was it any good I think that's up to other people to decide <laughs> that my first match was against Matt Brooks oh um, wow. 
first ever. Opera Mania, yeah. My, my four-year-old was saying to me the other day, I want a Brock figure. I said, what do you mean by a Brock figure? You got a Brock figure? Well, he meant Brock. He was, Brock, he was like, Brock, right, Brock, yeah. Brock, who sings Let It Go, Let It Go, from oh, <laughs> Wrestle Island. Oh, so wow. I, I, tw- I tweeted Matt Brooks and asked if he could get a figure made. So, yeah. so, so he's quite he said he'll get like a singing you know yeah. with a voice box yeah like a woody doll yeah <laughs> yeah drum string <laughs> well that's, that's a um, biggish name to have your first match yeah I mean that was gosh I mean I think Matt Brooks was I don't know actually where, where he was on the British scene at that point I think he was involved with PCW mm-hmm. um, but yeah he, he I think he'd been wrestling for GPW about a year yeah I want to say like a year before me. So, um, yeah, there was just like a year between. I really enjoyed it. I won't forget it anyway because it was my first match. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, can, I can't really remember much about the match, but I remember the experience being surreal and I remember being extremely nervous. Um, I wonder if there's any footage of that, actually, to see if I could watch it back. It's always but, somewhere. Yeah, the, deep, the dark web, there's normally somebody in the camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like the lost tapes of Popeye's Iron Queen. Um, but since then, I've, I've wrestled Matt Brooks a few times, um, yeah, both in singles and tag teams as well, at, at GPW since then, and also at uh, WrestlePro. Um, and yeah, he's just he's dead easy to work with, um, a dead nice lad as well. Yeah, he comes across as a really nice lad. Yeah, yeah, he is. I'm just uh, sucking up to him now. <laughs> it's, just, it's always proper hard to sort of, when you're putting people over without sounding like you're trying to, you know, want something in return. <laughs> yeah, the only Remember per- that, Matt Brooks, if you do ever this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis Falcon's the only person I've asked who actually absolutely, and she says yeah. she still goes back and watches it now. So. Oh. It was her first match case then. Uh, Lucy Sky. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Run Cohen wrestling. I'll... Yeah, out of way, yeah. Yeah. And he said, yeah, sometimes when they wrestle, they just reenact that match, they say. Cause... Oh, Attention passengers, this is your captain, Tommy Kyle, and you are listening to Broken But Glorious. Alright, so you've helped set up a Facebook peer support group for people to talk about mental health. It's called Wrestling Talk. Uh, it's called Fighting uh, Talk. Fight talk? I don't uh, even know yeah. why it's called yeah. I've got Fighting Talk written down here and it's also said Wrestling Talk. Uh, that's the Wrestle Talk yeah. TV thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I don't know, I've just... Um, I just thought it would be really good to have a bit of a, a community where, you know, the group is there if people need it. Yeah. Uh, if you're a wrestler or you're someone backstage or you're a promoter and, uh, you know, it can be difficult to talk about mental health. You know, I know I find it difficult, sometimes when you've got the barrier of a screen, that makes it, that can make it easier. Yes, definitely. Uh, if you understand what I mean there. Yeah, so I, I suffer a bit from anxiety. I couldn't do this interview face to face if you no. were sitting in front of me, but I can do it over the. Yeah. I don't. And, and I don't I why it's different. There's, there's, I get I anxious when I'm with someone. Social media can get a lot of stick for kind of this negative kind of um, outlet, and it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not kind of use it for good? And I think you know when we, when I use it, I just sometimes maybe put you know what this is what I was thinking. Does anyone else think this? You know, does anyone else, does anyone take medication? Um, how do you feel on that? And sometimes people don't comment, and that's fine. And it, it's not there to push people to to actually, you know, post. It's there to observe as well, If because sometimes that's enough for people. Um, but yeah, it's a, a small little community, and, you know, it's 
one of the kind of things I'm, I'm quite proud of doing uh, at the minute. But I can't say that it's like it's mine because it's. I mean, I know I set a group up. What's that? It's just a few clicks of a button. Yes. Um, but there are lots of people, other people who, who contribute there. Um, you know, giving not advice per se, but you know, maybe links to uh, help websites or, or whatnot, or maybe they've seen something online and they thought, oh, that might be quite useful for the group, and they posted it, and you know, I'm really grateful that people are kind of using it. Yeah, it sounds amazing to have a platform that's so positive and not judgmental for guys, especially with the number of suicides we've had in the rest of the world last couple. Of- oh, yeah, it's been it's been tough. Uh, and I think, I know, I would urge anyone who maybe you don't have to talk, but if you feel like you just want it to be part of something uh, with other like-minded people, um, you know what, you, you can join the, the, the Fighting Talk group, or it doesn't have to be the Fighting Talk group, it can be any other group. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to try and uh, monopolise uh, wrestling mental health. <laughs> yeah, that's it, even if you, if you just want to be a, a silent observer... Reading through other people's problems. And yeah, can, yeah. Can help sometimes them. you can take a lot from that. Yeah, that's it. That's amazing. I'll put I'll put links in the descriptions if oh, anybody wants great. to. Yeah. This has been Alexis Falcon on Broken but Glorious with my fan Chris. <laughs> See you all soon. So on the fourth of August, Future Shock tapped yeah. six at the Fairfield Social Club in Manchester, which is an amazing yeah. main event. All champions tag team match. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the card, the card itself is, is stacked. Very, very strong. Um, and no, I'm not in it. Um, which is probably why it's strong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, very good, very sort of strong card. That main event looks amazing. Um, so it's the tag match, isn't it, with Crystal Young Veterans and against Sonner and Joey? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll be that'll be worth the admission price alone. Yeah, so Zach Gibson and James Jake are the current Future Shock Tag Team Champion, and Son of Durson is a Future Shock Heavyweight Champion, Joey Hayes, Future Shock Adrenaline Champion. So all yeah. champions in one match, so it should be... I know, yeah. yeah. Let's unify them belts. Wow. Let's get Chris Brooker to make it some kind of uh, stipulation match. When Pinfall winner gets the uh, gets all the belts, he won't do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, you could have, you could have the tag team match, and then whoever wins, the partners go against each other. And then... yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh, elsewhere on the card, I'm I'm a huge fan of Lizzie Styles and Lana Austin that match. Um, yeah. So, will you be accompanying anyone to the ring at this? I think you'll have to wait and see. Oh. Um, I can't I can't give much away. I mean, you've um, you've got the card there. Uh, I've been working a lot with with Kevin. Um, Kevin Lloyd at the minute, so I guess, I mean, I guess I could direct Kevin. Yeah. Um, but we're very focused right now on on kind of on John McGregor and just kind of taking that kind of legacy away from him that he doesn't deserve. No. Um, but you know, I mean, anything can happen. I also have Chris Ray on the card against Luke Jacob. Yeah, that'll be a, a, a cracker. Um, I don't know if you saw Luke Jacobs against. Sonner as well. No uh, progress. No, I haven't. I've heard. Oh, I think that's available for free on um, on Facebook actually. Uh, but that was a brilliant match, and I think Luke Jacobs is a young lad with 
a bright future, as cliche as that might sound. Yeah, he's another one I've, I've heard so much about, but I had a chance to yeah. see it. And Chris just coming back from Japan. Yes. Um, yeah, I can imagine um, a few bruises at the <laughs> end of that match. Yeah, a couple of Wrestle Island shows again. He made a surprise appearance. Um, Joe Nelson, that was amazing. Ah, yeah, he's, he's good. They're both, both great. Um, I'm fortunate that I've got Luke Jacobs at the next GPW show. Um, that's August the 16th, I think. Yes. Um, great British beatdown. It's a great so, name. Um, <laughs> sorry? It's a great name for all that. Yeah, shows. yeah. It's just it's a shame that leading the British Bake Off isn't on anymore. It would have been more relevant. Because <laughs> that's where uh, that's I think that's what they based it on the last time they called it. I think isn't it not starting again soon? Uh, I hope so. Um, it's one of my favourite shows. <laughs> it was drill. It was drill. That also has a crack in May and events. NXT UK's Ashton against Sunny Beach, who's some, one of my favourites at the moment. Yeah, so, I'm so um, glad he's getting getting higher up the card than every show he's appearing on. Yeah, and obviously Ashton's sort of in NXT UK. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, another great match. They've kind of got a bit of a feud going on with the uh, British title. Haven't they hot potatoed a couple of times between them? John? Uh, it's yeah. So I think um, Sandy won it. I can't remember who off. And then Ashton beat Sandy, and now it's rematch. So yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of no one's kind of defended it. No. Um, successfully yet. But yeah, uh, Sandy Beach, or also known as Callum Corey, another young lad with a bright future. I um, I faced Callum a few times actually, um, and uh, the my favourite match that I had with him was it was at the last show that WrestlePro put on before they rebranded to Pinfall. Oh, right. Um, yeah, and they made we, it was the um, the next gen cup we called it. And it was the final of the Next Gen Cup. Um, And Callum, unfortunately, uh, beat me in that. But I really enjoyed that match. That was one of my favourite matches, actually. Um, And hopefully we'll get to do it again sometime and I'll beat him. Yeah, definitely. And he he works so well as either a face or a hit. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I've managed to do a little little bit with him. Uh, This is wrestling. Yeah. Um, Your GM, though? That's that's right. Yeah, Yeah, um, I missed the last show because I was away. Scouting for new talent, as I said, um, and uh, yeah, I've managed to kind of, I've, I've been kind of a face there, and it's been a really good opportunity for me to kind of try different things. Yeah, um, and obviously, sort of, um, Sandy Beach there is a heel, so uh, that's been quite nice to kind of interact with him in some part uh, in a different kind of well role reversed, really, because usually. Uh, whenever I've faced him, it's him who's been face and I've been heel. Yeah. So it was, that's a nice little switch there. Yeah, this yeah, is wrestling's always... always... That for, uh, for GPW as well. Yeah, this is wrestling's always a show I wanted to go out. You should, yeah. The next, I can't remember the next date of the next show. I'm but sure um, Yeah, they've, they've, they've quietly doing their own thing. They're, what, they're in the second year now. Um, and I think that uh, each show kind of, has kind of surpassed the last... Yeah, uh, I've, so, had, I've had drill on twice. To, have you? Um, yeah. I just always something comes up on the day it's on. All <laughs> oh, right. I'm never able to get out. Uh, but, I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunities uh, in the future. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds yeah. really good. All right. So the final show you wanted to promote was 17th of August, Future Shock 15th anniversary. 
the WWE superstar gentleman Jack Gallagher is returning to face Sam Bailey. Oh, I know, yeah. Um, that's massive. I'm just like very. That, it's been announced that Kevin Lloyd, as well, is is facing off against John McGregor, and I'm kind of in the background there. Yeah. So I'm just really sort of um, really pleased to be part of that, especially with Jack Gallagher coming back um, to face Sam Bailey because Sam's kind of been running roughshod uh, across Future Shock recently. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of been getting his own way or has been using um, poor tactics to get his own way. All right, okay. Say. And I think, um, yeah, that is a, a mouth-watering kind of uh, match that. Yeah. I'm... Yeah, yeah, that should be... And it's the 15th anniversary as well, and usually anniversary shows there are, are generally, um, you know, very well attended and always, you know, a cracking show, so... If you can, if you can come along, if anyone can come along, certainly I would. Uh, I would look at booking your tickets because um, you know they will kind of. Well, it's very likely to sell out. Yeah, Sam Bailey is somebody I've seen a couple of times. Somebody who's been around as long as he has, I haven't seen as much of him as I should have. Yeah, but I've seen. I've, I've seen. I think I've seen him for live. Uh, three isn't enough. No. Not to get a full rounded view of Sam Bailey. Um, Sam, Sam's sort of the, the trainer at uh, Pinfall as well at the yes. minute. So kind of got to know him quite well. But um, just, just sort of watching his matches and his style. Um, I've actually I've wrestled Sam um, on a GPW show as well, which are, you know, it's a massive kind of learning experience for me. Um, and whenever I've seen his matches, you know, he's always there's always little things in there that have been um, really amazing moments in a match. And it doesn't necessarily have to be anything kind of um, flashy. Uh, he just he can he can work a crowd really well. Uh, so yeah, that that match with, with Jack Gallagher is going to be amazing. Yeah, I, le- I learned a lot about Sam Bailey from your interview you did with him on your podcast. Oh uh, yeah, I, I listened yeah. to an interview you did with Grapson. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you promoted that interview on that show. Listen to it. Brilliant. Yeah, they're good. The the the, the podcasts we do. I do them with Tom McManus. Um, yeah, Tom really needs to pull his finger out and do a little bit more on them because <laughs> I tend to, I tend to organise everything and uh, yeah, he's just a little bit lacklustre. So Tom, if you listen to this, you know you can do better. Or in the words of Sam Bailey, you can be more, uh, be more Bailey. <laughs> so, but yeah, the better the better podcasts that we do that aren't me and Tom rambling about what happened on Raw are the ones with guests and we've had a few we've had Sam Bailey we've had I listened um, to one with Alexis Falcon and uh, Tonga yeah that was a good, really yeah. that's a good one that if you've not listened to that because that's a very that's a good eye opener for it got quite raw towards the end when you started talking about sex and stuff yes it? exactly yeah it was uh, a, a really um, kind of open discussion about what they have experienced mm-hmm. in the wrestling industry and it's a bit you know it's a bit crap really that that's how you know some i'm not saying it happens to everyone but you know it, i'm sure it happens to maybe more than it should do but people are experiencing that and uh it's not fair really is it no so yeah if you get we've also had um Amir jordan on yeah um, and god who else did we have i'm sure i'm sure we've had a, another guest but yeah, the, you know, I'm, I'm working really hard to try and get another guest. Um, I don't know. I don't believe Tom will be kind of 
you know, looking to get anyone else on. <laughs> but you know, you know, so, you know, that's the way with it. When you when you're in partnership with someone, you've always got to kind of someone always takes up most of the work and has to pick up the slack, don't they? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amir Jordan's another one of my four-year-olds from Island. Yeah, <laughs> he's a really good guy, a good lad as well. I've quite learned a bit from him when he's um, he's sometimes come down to um, uh, pinfall training as well, and it's good to watch him work and listen to his his feedback. Because you interviewed him just after he just after he found out he was going in the UK tournament. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I can't remember if he'd done the tournament yet. Uh, yeah, but I'm yeah, he certainly just done his progress debut. Yeah, uh, he, he, talked, he talked about, about he talked about his progress debut, and he was about I think it was a couple of weeks before he was against Zach Gibson. Ah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's a it's a really interesting interview about the sacrifice you need to make to get in to make a make a success of it. That's, the, that's why yeah. I took away from the interview. Yeah, so so just plug plug podcast. Yeah, I'll, so I'll, podcast, I'll link it in the description. Yeah, it's um around the ring in seven days. Yeah. It's just me and Tom McManus having a laugh, really. Um, and sometimes there's producer Harry Hardy in there. Um, but you can... I think you can find us at Ringin7 yeah. um, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and generally, if... We don't post a lot, but if we do, it's usually me coming up with something really ridiculous that Tom McManus has to do, and I never really discuss it with him. Yeah, Tom's and, got uh, a great voice for podcasting as well, I thought. Sorry? Tom's got a great voice for podcasting. He has, yeah. and you know what? He's got a good. He's got a great voice for managing. He's a yeah. manager. Um, and he's, what's the word? Um, very abrasive. Mm. <laughs> You'll pro- I don't know what he'll make of that. <laughs> but when he is uh, Tom the Money McManus, mm. uh, he... God, he really annoys me, and I think that's very rare of a manager, um, because there's lots of sort of managers that are just ringside. But um, when Tom gets the mic, I think uh, you kind of you want nothing more than for him to not have the mic. And, <laughs> that, uh, he, and he also dresses like he comes from Jim Cornette's wardrobe, so <laughs> that's another reason why I think he's a, a very Good uh, manager. <laughs> this is the Playboy Prince of professional wrestling, Lance Rivera, and you are listening to the number one wrestling podcast, Broken but Glorious. How would you like to change people's perception of pro wrestling? Uh, I don't know. How can I change people's perceptions? I think if people kind of, I, I, I feel like wrestling is its own little bubble, like. You know, I've just started a, a new job, and yeah. um, whenever I say, oh, well, yeah, I'm doing a wrestling show on this weekend, it's like, oh, wrestling, oh, what's so like WWF? And it's like, it would be great to kind of get to a place where um, there was more exposure for wrestling that people could say something different now. Yeah, definitely. You know, instead of like, oh, like WWF. Like Hulk Hogan. It'd be great to just, yeah, it'd be nice to be able to sort of hear people say, Oh yeah, I I went to a wrestling show and it was a really great sort of family event, you know. Or when you hear people saying they're taking the kids out for the weekend, it'd be great if if that was a wrestling show. Hmm. Um, I still think there is a kind of um, there always will be that stigma of of kind of sport and how competitive it is without using the word fake. Yes, you know, definitely. God forbid. So I think uh, it would just be good to kind of. Uh, I don't think it's something that I'm not. I can't change. I can't change that perception. But it would just be nice for 
you know, families to sort of um, just try it, try it and see what you think, because I bet your kids will want to go again. Yeah, if you take the kids somewhere like um, All Star Wrestling, it's very panto. Yeah. And yeah, my my fourteen year old doesn't really like it now, but when he was eight, nine, ten, he loved All Star Wrestling. He got a yeah. bit bored last time. It was it's very panto. I'm going to take my four year old in October first time All Star Wrestling. I really enjoy that. Yeah, I think as well. I think um, what would be good is everyone should have to attend three wrestling shows a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone in the everyone in the UK. Because what generally happens is, like you said, well, All-Star, you might say, someone might go to All-Star and be like, I didn't enjoy that. Well, try this, because this one is a little bit more adult-orientated. You know, this is a little, the progress is very different. You say, if you don't but, like All-Star, go to TNT, TNT Ignition. Exactly, yeah. I think, um, I do think that sometimes wrestling, wrestling itself is difficult to define when there's so many different facets of it. Um You've got your you've got your family friendly stuff. You've got your eighteen plus stuff. You've got your deathmatch sort of stuff, which mm. you know there's something for everyone. Yeah, if you, got, if you can't find anything you like these days with how accessible everything is, I just think that's really yeah. not for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but usually what it is is that they'll have seen one thing. Yeah, and that's it. That's their opinion made. Yeah, especially if the only thing they ever saw was Big Daddy versus Giant Haystack, and exactly, it was, yeah. it was just two yeah. fat men bumping into each other for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll give you a choice of questions for the last one. So, um, either what advice would you give somebody starting off in the business, or what is the best advice you've been given? It's kind of the same thing. Uh, the yeah. best advice I've been given sounds like a good one because I don't actually know that, but <laughs> um, I, something that I guess has kind of always stuck with me yeah i'm not going to explain it i'm just going to say it it was johnny Bryan said this uh i don't know if he remembers ever saying it but he said if you think you are oh god i can't even remember it if you think you're going slow you're probably not going slow enough all right yeah i just thought that was a really kind of interesting thing to say um and i like to try and think about that a lot more with how methodical i am in the ring yeah uh but yeah I just think it's an interesting thing to say. Right, cool. So, apart from the events we've kind of discussed, is there anywhere else people can see you in the near future? Uh, yeah, I need to just kind of double check where it is, but because uh, I think it's at Gulliver's World. Um, I'll be at, at Pinfall uh, on the tenth, so that's Gulliver's World up in Warrington. Yes. Oh, cool. um, so I've got that going on. Um, yeah, we're either going to go today. We're either going to go to Gulliver's World, this fire park, mostly fire parks with no uh, well, the, the, the similarities there in that in, there's lots of animals. Yeah. Uh, we're all animals um, in the wrestling industry. What else? I think I might, uh, Future Shock are putting on a kind of, well, it's not actually Future Shock that they're putting it on, but there's a SummerSlam event. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's hosted by main events. Uh, so, so I think I might go to that. That's a viewing party for SummerSlam. On the 11th of August, on a Sunday. Manchester. Yes, so it's at, um, I just think where it is, it's at the footage in, Man- in Manchester. Uh, so it's a bar in kind of Oxford Road way. That's up. Yeah, yeah, that's generally pretty good. Um, whenever they put shows on like that, you know, like viewing parties. I've done one with Future Shock at uh, Fab Cafe in Manchester for the Rumble. Just looking at my diary, um, what else is interesting that you might want to know 
yes, on the 1st of September, my car tax is due. Uh, that's not dependent on, yeah, I just thought I'd let you know when I listen to that back, I will put a reminder in my phone. Yeah, that's kind of it, coming up recent. Um, but yeah, hopefully I'll get some more bookings from other promoters once they've heard my sultry voices on your podcast. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> All right, so before we go, do you want to promote your social media? Yes, um, you can find uh, Isaiah Quinn. Um, it's at Guiding Light IQ uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, oh, what want, else? You're you one of them lucky find... people who can get the same on every single. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of. That was prob- purely for my per- my sort of sanity, so that I'd have to remember <laughs> all the uh, what do they call them? Not hashtags. Handles. 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 Yeah. Um, the group for people in the wrestling industry to kind of talk. Uh, it's called Fighting Talk Workers in Brackets. Um, it's a closed group, and I need to kind of just check how it, whether it can be searched for. But it, if it, not, ca- it can be. I, I, I looked. Did you? Yeah, right. Okay, cool. Um, and then you've got Around the Ring in Seven Days um, with me featuring Tom McManus, <laughs> which is uh, at Ring in Seven. And I think that's it. Cool. Well, I'll put I'll put all of the links in the description below the interview. So I've really enjoyed having you on today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Yeah, that'd be great, and I appreciate you uh, taking time out to ask me these pressing questions. <laughs> <laughs>